Would you turn with me please to Matthew, the 10th chapter, and also to Galatians, the 6th chapter. Matthew 10, Galatians 6. I love faith. Anybody can say that my life is vastly different today because of what I have learned and been able to put into practice about faith. Hmm? You think about your life before you knew about faith. And now, is it different? And what we need to continually remind ourselves of is that it's, it's not going to change. The thing that got us from there to here is what will get us from here to where we need to go. We never need to lose sight. Some people talk about, well, faith, God emphasized faith and there was a move of faith. But now, you know, he's doing something else. No, 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 no. Faith is not just a move or a fad or a phase. The just shall live by faith. The just shall walk by faith. It was that way. It is that way. It will be that way. And in thinking about this, I was impressed along this particular line. This is a verse in Matthew 10. One of these verses that you live by. I've lived by this verse for some time now. People that are around me hear me say it frequently. It's in Matthew the 10th chapter and the 22nd verse, just the latter part of it. The last half of that verse says, but he that endures to the end shall be saved. Would you say that last phrase out loud with me? He that endures to the end shall be saved. Now you know saved is the big word in the New Testament. It doesn't just mean being born again. It means being saved from whatever. I mean it includes being healed and delivered. So he that endures to the end will be delivered. He that endures to the end will be healed. He that endures to the end will have his bills paid. Amen? You know, a lot of times I'll say that if something's going on, I'll say, well, he that endures to the end will be saved. He that stays with it. Go with me to Galatians, please, the sixth chapter if you're holding that. Galatians. Chapter 6 and verse 9. He said, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if, everybody say if, if we faint not. Well, there's a wealth of revelation in that one verse. Look at it again. Let us not be weary. Now you know when the Lord says don't get weary, then you just know already that you're going to be tempted to get weary. If you weren't going to be tempted to get weary, he wouldn't even have brought it up. When the Lord tells you something, it's relevant. Pay attention. When the Lord tells you, take heed, watch, stay ready, be attentive, then, you know, Get a clue. Something's coming up. Right? When he says, don't get weary, then you know you're going to be tempted to get weary. Weary means tired. Don't get weary in well-doing and doing what's right, doing what's good, doing the right thing, for in due season. Do you know that due season is almost always later than what your flesh wants it to be? Because, I mean, when does your flesh want something? Now. This morning. Yesterday would have been good. In due season, we shall reap. Man, I like that. That's as positive as you could say it. Not we might. Not sometimes it works out. We shall reap if, if we faint not, if we don't quit, if we don't give up. Another translation says, if we don't lose heart. 
Another one says, if we don't give up. Now, as time allows, we'll go into some of these things, but you're familiar with Hebrews that says, through faith and patience, we inherit the promises. And this patience means perseverance. If you look it up, it means persistence. It means staying with it. Just what this is talking about, not giving up, not quitting. And if you and I get in faith and stay in faith, we will get results every time. You hear people are confused sometimes, well, this is not working or this didn't work. And they want to act like, well, you know, I I was in faith. I tried that and it didn't work. No, so many times people are not in faith to begin with. A lot of people are confused about faith. They don't really know what faith is. I'm, I'm talking about people that have faith stickers on their car. People that go to word and faith churches. But not only that, there are many, many other people that do know something about faith, they do get into faith. And they do well for a while. But then they begin to get weary. They begin to get tired. And then they begin to get frustrated. Begin to get confused. Begin to waver. And eventually just quit. Just quit. Do you understand that believing God real strong for three weeks... And quitting will get you exactly the same results as not believing God at all. It's not he that starts the race. He that endures to the end. It's the man that crosses the finish line. The woman that crosses the finish line. And so of the things that I have found that has helped me and continues to help me every day in walking by faith, this is one of the big ones, and it is perseverance, a tenacity, a stick to Didn't start in this thing to quit. Didn't start in this thing to give up, but to go and to finish, finish. Man, I like the words of the Apostle Paul. He said, I have fought the fight. I've finished my race and course. Man, I like that. I've made up my mind by the grace of God. I'm going to hit the finish line on this deal. I know I'm going to make it too. And it's not because I'm so smart and so sharp. It's because God loves me. Amen. Can you say that? God loves me. He's going to help me. If I, if I fall down, he's going to pick me up. If I take a wrong turn, he's going to get me back on. And by his grace and by his help and by me refusing to quit, I'm going to hit the finish line. I'm going to hit it. I'm going to run my whole race. I'm going to finish my whole course. I'm going to hear, well done. You did it. Hallelujah. And it's just our believing that and not quitting that causes it to come to pass. One of the big problems that we face in walking by faith has to do with the nature of the flesh that's always been and then the environment that we live in in today's world. We live in an environment of instant gratification. Most people have the attention span of a hummingbird. I mean, it's here and it's here. Then it's here and it's here. And it's here. And that's why that you got 200 and something channels on TV. And people know if they don't pull a rabbit out of a hat and set off some fireworks within so many seconds, you're going to change the channel. And I mean, it's instant this and instant that. And we can get it to you right now by a modem or you you can drive through we'll have it delivered to you overnight or by this afternoon and that's the way we live but that's a problem when you go to walking with God and you begin to demand and require that everything happens now or at least by the end of the week 
instant gratification. And that's why people are so pulled that if something doesn't happen immediately, to begin to get weary, begin to get tired, to get frustrated with it, because we want things to happen now. Brother Hagen mentioned we worked in healing school for some years, and such a joy and a privilege. And I, I told our helpers many times, I said, you know, I think we'd have more business if we had a drive-through window. Your people could just drive up by the window, and we'd reach out and go, Shundai, be healed. And they could just, just drive away. And I know in healing school many times, I could, you could just sense it. I, I remember one particular week, we had several businessmen that were sick in their body. They were successful. And they were in the morning sessions that was just open to those that needed healing for themselves. And I remember coming in one morning and just sensing. They were sitting there looking at me in their nice clothes and had their high dollar pins out with their day timers. And you could tell they had scheduled this time in. And they want you to, you know, let's get it. Come on. I got places to go, people to see, things to do. I'm a mover and a shaker. They're ready. I'm sick. Tell me what to do. Let's get this thing done so I can get back to work. But do you understand when you run, you know, I mean, yes, come boldly before the throne of grace, but how many understand you don't just run up there and go, God, you know, I need something, I need it right now, please. Here. I got things to do. Come on. So many times he'll say, I know that. Come on up here. Come on up here and sit down. You and I need to talk. Well, that's great, Lord, but I, I really, I got to go. Really, come on. J- just, just zap me and let me get out of here. It doesn't work that way. Didn't the Bible say they that wait? They that what? Wait. Say that word again. They that. Does your flesh like that word? Your flesh don't want to hear wait. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew the strength. Doesn't the psalmist say, be still and know that I am God? So the Lord led me that morning. I said, fellas, I said, uh, just put your pens up and your notes up. Just close your Bibles. Loosen your tie. We're just going to wait on God and worship God for the whole morning. You should have seen the look on their face, man. One of them told me later, he said, that's the hardest thing I ever did in my life. Because he's so used to just, you know, pushing and pushing and pushing. And and that's the reason many times people have physical problems. Just pushing and pushing. And you understand this? If you're not resting on the inside, you can't rest on the outside. I don't care how much you try to sleep. I don't care how much you watch your diet and exercise. I don't care how much nutrition you take. If you're not resting on the inside, your body is not resting. You might take tranquilizers and, and be in a semi-comatose state and wake up several hours later, but that doesn't mean you've rested. Oh, but you can rest in God. You can cast your cares on Him. Hallelujah. He gives His beloved sleep. And if you're resting in faith, Resting that he's heard our prayer, resting and counting it done, expecting the money to be there, expecting things to work out, and resting, then you slow down on the outside, you're at peace in your mind, you're at peace in your body, there's peace in your house, peace in your car, peace at your place of work. It's not just faith. Do you remember Peter talking about that? He said, add to your faith. And one of the things he mentioned to add to your faith was patience, perseverance. It's not just faith. There's a number of other things. How many are saying love plays a big part? Faith works by love. Desire has a part in this. Bible hope, expectation has a big part in this. And one of the big companions of faith is patience, perseverance. Do you know that when your patience runs out, that's also the end of your faith? I said, did you know 
that when your patience runs out, you're also out of faith. It's not enough to just believe God. You've got to believe God until. Amen? Hebrews 10. We'll read 10, then we're going to 12. Hebrews 10. People are so used to things happening so quickly in this natural world that they, they try to apply that spiritually and expect it to happen. Now what I, what I was getting to, what we will get to, is the principle of seed time and harvest, principle of the seed and the sower. You remember that? That's what's in Luke 8. We're getting to that eventually. But Jesus said that the whole kingdom of God operates on that principle. And if you didn't understand that, how would you understand any of the other things? Would you understand that when you sow a seed, you don't have a harvest the next day? Hmm? I mean, if you want an oak tree, what do you need to do? You need to plant an acorn. Am I right? Acre needs to be planted. A seed. Oak tree seed. Well, do you dig a hole? Throw that acorn in there, cover it over. Throw a cup of water on it and go, clear, clear. Everybody clear? <laughs> clear. And there's a rumbling and a shaking and boom, here comes this oak tree. And you're looking at a 40 foot oak. And you look around and go, yeah, now boys, that's faith. That's what, that's what I'm talking about. Does it happen like that in the natural? No. No. Then why do we think it happens like that spiritually when the Lord tells us that that's the way the kingdom of God operates is just like the sowing and reaping, the seed time and harvest. You know, we had the privilege of working in healing school for years. And I have seen instantaneous healings. And I believe that it depends on the, the setting. Ministering to the unsaved, you should see a lot more spectacular things. And instantaneous things because they're going to be things as signs. And then, of course, God doesn't require and expect much of people that don't, you know, not even saved and even people that are real babies. But among Christians, especially those that have known the Lord for a while and walked with Him for a while, He expects and requires faith. And you understand, what what is faith? Substance of things hoped for, expected. And the what? Evidence of things what? Expected means it's not yet. And then not, uh, not seen. So you don't see it yet. Well, then the longer you have to wait and what you don't see is exercising more faith. Now, notice this. Hebrews, the 10th chapter and the 35th verse. What does it say? Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. How many like that? Reward. For you have need of patience. Everybody say patience. Patience that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. This doesn't sound instantaneous. See, you don't always get this much shouting when you talk about this. In healing school, as I was talking about, I mean, I have, I have seen tumors instantly disappear under my hand. It was there and you felt it. I felt it. It was there and then it was flat. I have seen eyes open. I'm not, I'm not talking about what I heard somebody else. I'm talking about myself. In our ministry, deaf ears open instantly. I've seen, I've seen broken bones knit together instantly. 
It was in a cast the moment before, and the next it was whole and sound, and the swelling was gone. I've seen it. But in my, I don't know, what, 13 or so years in healing school, for every one case like that, I could probably tell you about 75 cases where people begin to amend and where over a period of hours or days or weeks or months, they recovered. So in so many cases where people like us, people that know something about faith and that are walking with God, the instantaneous is going to be the exception. I know you don't like that. But remember the acorn. Right? I know some people don't like that, but this, this will explain something. So many people are starting out good, but then they're quitting. They're giving up and they're just writing it off. Well, I guess I just must have missed it on that. When, if you'd have just stayed with it, you'd already had it. Say it again through faith and patience. Hebrews 10, keep reading. Verse 36, you have need of patience. Who's talking here? Is this the Lord? What did he tell us? That after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that will, shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. We don't want to start and then draw back. We are not of them. Say that out loud. We are not of them that draw back. He's talking about unto perdition and destruction. But of them that believe to the saving of the soul. He that endures to the end shall be saved. I know, um, and you can turn on over to the 12th chapter while I'm talking. I know one of the first times the Lord began to teach Phyllis and I about this. was when we first began learning to live by faith and walk by faith. It was during the 70s that we began to get a hold of the faith message. And uh, we got a hold of Galatians 3 that we'd been redeemed from the curse of the law. I'm telling you, turn me inside out, upside down. I was so happy. I tried to share it with my church one night. I wasn't a preacher, but we just said they'd let some people get up and testify sometime. Oh, man, I got a revelation They shut me down. But I was still excited about it. And I'm still excited about it. And we begin to realize God wanted us to have something. He wanted us to be blessed. He wanted us to be healed. He wanted us to have our bills paid and our needs met. And man, we got got so excited. We'd never heard anything like that before. And so we, we, you know, were really full of zeal and excitement about it, and, and we needed everything. We lived in a little 1969 Marriott mobile home with no insulation. We needed everything, owed for everything. And we thought, well, bless God, we'll just... We learned about the prayer of agreement over in Matthew. If any two of you on earth will agree, is touching anything they'll ask, it'll be done for them. We thought, well, I'm one, you're two. Let's do it. So we got excited. We're going to believe God. We're going to ask the Lord for money to pay our bills. We're going to ask the Lord for some clothes. We needed some desperately. We needed a car. Man, we needed a car. We're going to believe the Lord for a car. We got stirred up about it. So we we got so excited about the car, we said we're going to go out and look at cars. We thought we're going to believe the Lord for a car. We thought, well, we believe God, the Lord for a good car. He's a big God. And we thought, we'll just believe God for a new car. He's a big God. So we went out looking. We found a Buick Riviera. It's brand new on the showroom floor. We thought, oh, yeah. Yeah, now that would that'd take care of us there. <laughs> this is back in the late 70s. So I told her, I said, you know, let's claim what we need on our bills and let's claim this new car and let's agree as touching this thing that we ask and let's believe we receive. Now I had heard some other people 
that talked about setting dates and times on things that you believe you receive. So I decided I'd throw that in. I figured 30 days was plenty long enough for the Lord to move. So we gave him a month. Now what are you laughing about? Like you never did anything. We joined hands in our little mobile home. And we asked the Lord for money to pay our bills. We asked the Lord for some clothes to wear. And we asked the Lord for a new Buick Riviera. And we agreed together. And we believe we receive. And we believe we receive it by 30 days. Thank you, Lord. So, we're praising the Lord every day. Day one, day two, day four, and day six. We're expecting. Don't know how. Don't know from where. But we're expecting. But we feel like we pretty much got when figured out. It'll be by 30 days. And so, two weeks passed, three weeks passed. We're down to the 30th day. And I'll never forget it. Boy, that morning we got up so full of expectancy. We thought, man, well, this is the last day. It's just got to happen today. We were so excited. I mean, we got up and went to work. But every hour we're expecting. And when the phone rang, we'd jump. Maybe that's it. That may be it. Went and checked the mail carefully. Anytime anybody said, you know, I, I want to see, I want to see you, Keith, or I want to see Phyllis. Oh man, we, we're jumping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about? But all day at work, nothing spectacular happened. It was just pretty much like any other day at work. Came home, ate supper, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, ten o'clock at night. Thought, well, day ain't over. 11 o'clock, 1130, 1145, 1155, 1159. Well, it ain't over yet. 1201. Huh. 1230. 130. Uh-oh. And finally, we just went to bed and didn't talk about it. And got up the next day and didn't talk about it. Got up the, you know, went through our life for the next several months like that and just, but thank God the Lord gave us enough sense to realize he didn't fail us. I didn't just assume it was his fault. You know, people do. That's dumb. It's real prideful. I mean, why don't, why did it ever occur to people, wonder, could it be me? Somebody who has failed repeatedly versus somebody who has never made a mistake. Why do people automatically assume it's him? (laughs) So, the Lord did help us out of his mercy. We paid off some things. We got a very few clothes. And it's during that time that the Lord dealt with us to come to Ramah. So we came. We're walking by faith, every, believing for every meal, every pair of socks, every tank of gas. And uh, in prayer school, I remember, we, you know, I'd been in Brother Hagin's classes. He's teaching on faith so wonderfully and, and all the other instructors and teachers. And I've been here for several months now. And I was in the prayer school one day on the floor praying. And and these thoughts came up to me. I thought, well, you know, this situation of Phyllis and I believing for this car sometime earlier, I guess it would have been a year or so before by this time. And, And I thought to myself, you know, well, after all I've heard about faith here, I still can't see where we missed it. Because I I thought we were believing God. And everything I've heard hasn't changed that. It just sounds like the same thing that we'd already heard. And I just, in sincerity, I said, Lord, I guess I just don't really know what faith is. Help me. Show me what I need to see. Where did we miss it? I thought we were in faith. 
And I'm, as I'm laying there on the floor, the Lord spoke to me. I don't mean I heard an audible voice, but distinctly inside me, he said, you were in faith. Well, I got even more questions now. <laughs> you were, well, if I was in faith, why didn't it work? Anybody got a clue yet? Anybody can get ahead of me? And I'm laying there thinking, Lord, I, I don't understand. I mean... Faith works. Faith gets results. I mean, if I was in faith, we were in Phyllis and I were in faith, why didn't it work? He said, you were in faith. In fact, you were doing well for where you were. Talking about, you know, we were so green, we didn't know anything. You were doing well. He said, until 1201. He said, you let a little mechanism on the wall with hands and springs click a few times and you decided my word wasn't true. Oh man, I was kicking myself. I'm laying there in condemnation. I'm thinking, oh, you mean we could have we could have been driving a new Buick for a year. And I'm laying there kicking myself thinking. See the Lord never told me to set that 30 day. He did tell me to not get weary. Implying it might be a little while. In fact the Lord said this to me on another occasion. He said when you ask big be prepared to stand long. He didn't say you'd always have to. What did he say? I mean, so there's a lot of people can get down on their knees and ask for the sun, moon, and stars. Well, I'm claiming this, and I'm claiming that, and I'm claiming, I'm claiming a hundred million, and I'm claiming five jets, and I'm claiming this. Well, just because you claim it, that ain't all. Do you really believe you receive? Do you really have the vision for it? And do you have what it takes to hang in there month after month? If it needs be year after year, amen, and see this thing through, anybody can ask and claim a bunch of stuff. But if you ask big, God is a big God. He can do exceeding abundantly above what we've asked or think. But he doesn't just do things for us according to his ability. It's according to our faith. He meets us. And so when you ask big, be prepared to stand long. So I'm laying there kicking myself. I'm thinking, dummy, dummy, why would you do that 30-day deal? You didn't find any verses on 30 days. Where would you come up with that 30 days? (laughs) I'm kicking myself. Hold that thought and go over here to Hebrews now. The 12th chapter. Is this okay for today? I just know in my spirit it's pertinent. I know a lot of folk have been believing for a lot of things. And have really been tempted to get weary. Some people did get weary. Some people gave up and quit. But there's good news for that. You can still receive. Hebrews 12.1 Wherefore... Now see, 12 comes after what chapter? What's in chapter 11? Faith, 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 faith. And see, this wasn't originally divided in chapter and verse, so he's still talking about the same thing. He's still talking about faith. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, we might say faith witnesses, people who lived by faith and walked by faith and didn't quit and got results, we got people like that, a cloud of witnesses, let us. Now, now, do you understand he's exhorting us to live by faith and walk by faith? And what does he say in connection with it? Lay aside every weight, everything that, that holds you down and hinders you. And the sin, how many know sin will mess up your faith? Sin, don't, don't think you can just live any way and be strong in faith. You're, you're sadly mistaken. Condemnation will absolutely destroy your confidence. It'll take away your boldness. 
Lay aside the weights. Lay aside the sin which does so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. This faith walk, this faith life is like a race, he says. But apparently it's not a sprint. Because he said, run it how? Run it with patience, perseverance, endurance. He that endures to the end shall be saved. Looking unto Jesus, this is what's going to help you make it all the way. Don't get your eyes on the problem. Don't get your eyes on the clock. How many understand? If we'd have been looking unto Jesus instead of the clock, it would have made a big difference. Looking unto Jesus instead of looking at your bills and your debts. Looking unto Jesus instead of looking at your symptoms. Looking unto Jesus instead of looking at the problems. Looking at Him, you'll keep on running. You'll keep on running. But you look at the stuff in the ditch and you go, huh. Man, that's a ditch full of stuff. Woo. And then you'll see people that have fell off by the side themselves. And they're laying there going, it don't work. I, I, I run through here myself. I, I, I run for a long time. But it just, I, you can't do it. I understand when you're running, you don't need to be looking behind you and around you. I mean, you're going to break your stride. You, you're gonna, that's how you lose. So you're over here. Yeah, tell me about it. What? Man, what you doing in the ditch? Because the devil's in the ditch. What do you say? Look it unto Jesus. The author. And the what? Oh, hallelujah. The what? Oh, glory to God. The finisher. The finisher, the finisher, the finisher, he who has begun a good work in you, he will perform it. He will finish it. If you don't quit, if you don't give up, he's not just a starter, but also the omega, the finisher. Oh, glory to God, he's the finisher of our faith. Woo, glory to God. Yeah, he gives you starter faith. Yeah, he gets you started. But I'm telling you, he's there in the middle and he's there in the end. And if you won't quit, You will win. Hallelujah. A fella could get happy this morning. Mm -mm -mm. Looking unto Jesus running this faith race. Who is the author and the finisher. The margin says the beginner. And the finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him. Endured the cross, despising the shame, and is now set down at the right hand of the throne of God in majesty, King of kings, Lord of lords. Did Jesus run the faith race? Did he finish the faith? He looked up and said, it is finished. Woo, glory to God. And he sat down. And he sent us the Holy Ghost. And in the person of the Holy Ghost, he runs this race every step of the way with us. He said, come on, Keith. I've been here before. I know how to do it. Come on. Come on. Don't look over there. Come on. Don't look right here. Come on. Keep your eyes on me. He is the author, the beginner, The finisher, the finisher, finisher. He didn't say it'd be over in a day. 
You don't have any verses that promise you that all your bills would be paid by sundown. You got no scriptures that promise you that every symptom will be gone before the week's out. See, people don't like that, but I'm telling you, this this is the true faith walk. But what you do have is the very throne of God backing the word of God that if you won't quit, he will always cause you to triumph. If you won't quit, if you'll keep your eyes on him and looking at him, he will finish what he started in you. Have you ever seen marathon runners? Especially some of these big ones. Like some of them in New York or some of them in some of these, San Francisco or somewhere. I mean, on the big day of the race, you got, I mean, sometimes hundreds of people. And they're all out there in their bright little outfits that they just bought, man. And they got their fancy little water bottles. And they got their brand new shoes, man. And they're all out here like this. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. And they're looking good. And boy, I mean, it's hundreds of them. And then you hear the gun. Pop. Oh, man. Here they're off. Boy, they're looking so strong. And some of them are flashy, man. They, they, you know, they got that brand new Nike outfit. And, and they got a new hairdo. And man, they blast out of that line and they just run off and leave everybody else. But then you got some guys. They ain't got the fancy stuff, but they got the stuff that they've proved for the last 20 years. It didn't look too good, but they learned that on mile 18, that fancy little waistband really begins to bother you. (laughs) They've learned that those fancy little doodads on those shoes add two ounces to them which you don't even know for the first 10 miles, but by the end of the race, it feels like a 100 pounds on each foot. So they don't care what they look like. They just stripped them all off. Did you hear me? And then you look at halfway in the race. Some of the guys that were so full of vim and vigor, tongue is out. But that other guy, he's still just. He's right on in there. Right on in there. And when you get close to the finish line, ain't no crowds down there. I said, ain't no crowds down there. <laughs> ain't no fanfare. Ain't nobody showing off their fancy outfits. I mean, all that's gone now. It's just guts. <laughs> And blood and eyeballs and fingernails. I mean, it's just, it's, you're down to the core now. How many understand it's exactly this way? As this is Bible we're reading. It's what the Lord's given us to teach us how these things work. It's exactly this way in the faith walk. You come into meetings like this, you hear Brother Hagin preach and, and you get excited. And you got thousands of people at the starting line going, yeah, 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 go to God. Come on, come on. Boy, they, they run out of here. Leave here Friday evening, man, your ears back. Woo, go to God, go to God. I don't care what the rest of them do. I'm taking the land. I'm taking the land. I'm going back, turning the world upside down. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. God's a big God. Big God. I got the Holy Ghost. 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 But I'm going to be honest with you. I don't mean all that much. I said, that don't mean too much. With your fancy outfits, your nice four-color pages. That's, that's not what it's about. 
It's about what's happening six months from now. Are you still stirred up? It's about what's happening a year from now. I mean, have you met people? I know you have that. I mean, you know, boy, you, last time you met them, they were believing God for this. Oh, glory to God, they were so excited. And next time you see them, it might just be three months later. You ask them about it, they look at you like, what? <laughs> they forgot all about it. They gave up on it. They quit on it a long time ago. People have the idea that, that prayer and faith is kind of like a shotgun splatter barrel. You just throw a bunch of prayers and confessions out there and hope one of them sticks. But that's not the way it works. It's the person who endures. It's the person who goes all the way, who won't quit, who won't give up. In closing, as I was laying there in prayer school, the Lord told me, you were in faith. Talking about Phyllis and I. You were in faith until 1201. I'm laying there kicking myself, thinking, "Ah, man, we could have used that car and that stuff. We've been struggling out here. And I'm laying there kicking myself, and he spoke to my heart distinctly, not, a, not an audible voice per se, but inside me. He said, it's not too late. I thought, what? What? <laughs> Expound. <laughs> Explain. Please. I mean, I'm, I'm 100% attention at this point. It's not too late. What do you mean it's not too late? He said, well, my word is the same. Your faith could be the same. He said, do you remember? Well, he said this to me. He said, go back and pick it up. He said, you laid it down. Y'all cast your confidence away. You dropped it. Go back and pick it up. I thought, can you do that? Well, the Lord would know. (laughs) And... He said, do you remember how you and she, how you were expecting that 30th day? Every time the phone rang, every time the mail rider came, you know, you were expecting? He said, yeah, yeah, never forget it. He said, pick it back up. Begin to expect like that again. This time, don't quit until you see it. No matter what happens or doesn't happen or how much time passes, don't quit. Run the whole race. And I got excited. And this is one way you can tell you're in faith, you're excited. I said, if you're in faith, you're excited. You're full of expectation and you're excited. I went back and I told Phyllis what I got in prayer and she began to get excited. I said, let's do what the Lord said. Let's pick it up. Let's pick it up. We did. We renewed our agreement. We said, we're back on it. We're believing for this new car and we're believing for these things. And we're excited. And a week passed, and a month passed, and a year passed. Everybody say a year. Yeah. And a year and a half. Everybody say a year and a half. Yeah. And we, we, you know, after a year and a half, you don't even necessarily think about it every day. But when we did think about it, we said, we got it. It's coming. It's on the way. We're expecting. Two years passed. Three years passed. Everybody say three years. Four and a half years passed. Everybody say four and a half. This is what separates the men from the boys and the girls from the women. One day Phyllis came in from work. She said, guess what? I said, what? She said, a certain businessman spoke to her today. said, the Lord dealt with him to buy us a new car. I said, yeah. She said, yeah. I said, what kind? He said, whatever kind we want. I said, whatever kind? She said, yeah, whatever kind. I said, get your coat. (laughs) We went, we looked, and to be honest with you, we hadn't even really thought so much about the Buick part. We were just believing for a new car. We looked at this one and that one, and guess where we wound up? At the Buick place, and guess what they had on the showroom floor? A brand new, amazing Riviera that had every bell and whistle, but it had a big sign on it that said sold. We just told the we really liked it. Phyllis just really liked it. And, and we told the guy, well, you know, if something doesn't work out, give us a call. He called us the very next day. He said, something didn't work out. 
And so we, we drove that thing out of the showroom floor. It was snow on the ground, onto the snow, and drove it home. And the tax was paid on it, and the tag was paid on it. Glory to God. People say, well, that, that don't happen for me. Well, it would if you wouldn't quit. I know that there's a myriad of things in people's lives in this place this morning that you started out for. You were so excited. God dealt with you about it. You were believing God. But over the time passed, and when it didn't come to pass quickly enough, you begin to get confused and frustrated and tired and weary, and you gave up. But it's not too late. It's not too late. You can go back and pick it up. You can begin to believe again and expect again. Hallelujah. And if you'll stay with it and won't quit, you will pass the finish line. Read that verse. Read that verse. Look in verse 2. Look in. Well, let me, let me read the whole thing. Seeing we're compassed about with such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside. Everybody say lay aside. Lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us. Run with patience. The race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, keep that joy in front of you, endured the cross, despised the shame, and is set down at the right hand of God. Stand up on your feet. Hallelujah. Say it out loud. I'm running my race. I'm not quitting. I'm not giving up. I'm not giving in. Jesus is the author and the finisher of my faith. I'm going all the way in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Begin to praise Him. Begin to thank Him. Him who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.